Welcome back to Cancer Perspective. I'm Sarah. Thank you for joining us. We're going to move on and start talking about treatment for cancers. First off, I'm going to start with what happens if you choose no treatment. And you have to know that that is an option for anybody. You can choose, you know, I don't want to have any treatment. Now, it's my personal opinion that you want to have that discussion with your team so that you know why you're saying no and what your risks and benefit of saying no are. While we will talk about stopping treatment and end-of-life care at a future episode, today's episode is more about that you have that option and sometimes no treatment is even offered to you as an option. For instance, prostate cancer. It is often considered a slow-growing disease and treatment may be deferred until the cancer actually causes a problem or appears to be coming more aggressive and the desire will be to slow that back down again and, and, and contain the disease. In the case of prostate cancer, you might hear the words watchful waiting or active surveillance. So watchful waiting is that you, you just monitor with symptoms, maybe some blood work, and see how fast a tumor marker or size of a prostate or size of a tumor changes and how that affects quality of life issues like urination, bowel movements, things like that. Sometimes watchful waiting, it's not a common term for other cancers, but it is still appropriate for something like a chronic leukemia where you're watching and knowing that the disease is there. Maybe initial tests such as a bone marrow biopsy identified chronic leukemia. And that one, you wait for treatment based on a multitude of decisions such as how is the blood changing? How fast is it changing? Do you have any uh, what are called B symptoms? B symptoms are hot flashes, night sweats, unintended weight loss. Oftentimes, like I've said before, unintended weight loss is a sign that your body is trying to fight something so hard that your metabolism is all revved up and there's something more going on and treatment it becomes more appropriate at that time. The goal is to maintain optimal quality of life. Sometimes people are quite concerned about that option if a physician brings up that watchful waiting is an option. Well, how do you live with just a little bit of cancer? Well, oftentimes the reason it is brought up is because the treatment effects might be more invasive than the cancer itself, at least for a while. And time favors the patient where the cancer in these specific cases is historically slow enough that you are expected that time is on your side, that the history of the cancer is such that it's such slow growing enough that it might not affect your length of life. Therefore, it is recommended to put off any quality of life issues. So have that conversation. 
Other people who choose no treatment might be somebody who has multiple comorbidities. Maybe they are a poor surgical candidate, not because of the cancer, but because of maybe diabetes that's uncontrolled or COPD that's at a poor state. So there might be reasons why you say, you know what, you're not a good candidate for this, but we can do this or we can just say, you know what, see how this goes. And if you find that the cancer is causing some symptom issues, then maybe treatment options will be brought back onto the table to maybe not cure the cancer, but help maintain quality of life while you're living with cancer. So no treatment is an option. Watchful waiting is pretty much evaluating lab work every so often and having an ongoing discussion with your team. Active surveillance is more like, okay, we're not doing anything with treatment, but we're going to be a little bit more active with biopsies and imaging, a little bit more invasive. Um, They're the same thing. You're not actually treating the cancer because it is not causing a problem or it is under control at that point of time. So we'll see how this goes and knowing that eventually treatment might be put back on the table. Anytime that you have treatment decisions, you should know that you do not have to make a permanent decision. You do not have to make a sudden decision in almost all cases, but you do want to have an informed decision and you want to talk to the rest of your family or friends that are important to you to help make these decisions. And what are goals? Are the goals for a cure? Are the goals, let's go hard and heavy and expect a complete recovery? Or we're going to go hard and heavy and have some expected quality of life issues for either a short term or a long term or maybe even permanent. So um, just as long as you have all the facts and you feel comfortable with your decision and you are aware that your voice is the most important voice in the whole process, what your needs are is what counts and keep that in the forefront of your mind. So that brings us to a quick discussion on palliative care. Palliative care means your quality of life at home should be part of this whole thought process. Are there things going on at home that the cancer team is not aware of? You know, are you struggling with financial concerns? Are you struggling with needs? Can you feed yourself either mechanically or do you have some needs when it comes to working with pills and instructions and how to care for yourself at home? Things that need to have a conversation. Those are all important in the decision making too. The whole process of treating cancer, you should keep in mind What are your needs at home as well? Even though sometimes providers are not as good as we should be in assessing what are your your home needs. Often what I tell my patients is that my job is to keep you out of the hospital and keep you functioning at home in the best way that you want to function. So help me understand how I can do that. Do we need to get home health involved? Do we need to get financial support for you? I may not have all the answers, 
but I should be able to use resources to find what resources are available to you and get that information out to you. Also, I want to add, when I'm talking about no treatment, sometimes you want to choose no treatment because you know that this isn't curable. And you may not be interested in sacrificing some quality for some quantity. So if your cancer team is saying, you know, this is non-curable, but if we give you treatment, we may be able to get you six more months if we do treatment A, B, or C. And this is what the side effects with this option would be. Sometimes that's extremely important. Maybe there's a life event that you want to see. And other times, well, maybe it's like, you know what? I'm not willing to sacrifice a risk of diarrhea for six more months. Maybe I just want to have time right now with the way it is. Sometimes it's wanting to get to a specific period in a time. One more holiday, one more wedding, one more birth, or getting somebody through a life event. Those are all things to consider too about what is the offer on the table? What can I expect from this treatment? Although we never know and we, we, there are no guarantees that anybody will tolerate a treatment as well as we hope, or there's no guarantees that you will have any side effects at all and maybe it's worth a try. Those are individual decisions and they're very hard decisions, but there is no wrong decision. And it might not be a permanent decision. You can say, you know what, I don't want to do treatment right now. And then a few months later say, yeah, you know, maybe I do want to try something. As long as you're keeping the needs of your life and informing your team, it should be an ongoing discussion. So thank you for joining me for the short message on choosing no treatment and what that means. For our next episode, we'll talk a little bit about surgery and radiation. Thank you for joining me. Take care and spread kindness.